Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm listening to Section 336. Hey, this is Big Bad Bud Norris, and you're listening to Section 336. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman, you're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons, you're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearingly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde back on the Ravens bandwagon. Uh, don't speak too soon. I mean, we still lost to the Browns. Okay, lest we forget, and we're also joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, you guys. Not enjoying this rain? It's, uh... Typical football weather. Raining in Baltimore. No, I'm happy. I got my free Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Absolutely. But you know what? When I go there, true confessions, I, I, if you give something for free, I feel like I have to purchase something. Mm. So I bought a donut just because I felt like I was robbing them <laughs> by just taking coffee for, for nothing. Right. So I bought a donut just so I could feel like, I don't know, that I just didn't steal from them. Yeah, I feel like that's their way to get you in the door. Because they're going to give you the free it. coffee. Yeah, I fell for uh, it. So obviously you're going to buy something else to go along with it. Uh, not me. I, I walked in, got my free coffee, walked right back out. Okay. <laughs> well, that was my first time, so I wasn't really comfortable I, with it. Maybe next time I'll be, I'll be, I'll be more comfortable. I, I buy the munchkins from them pretty regularly, so I think we're covered. Okay, you're covering uh, all I of us. You're making up for the rest all of right. us here. You know, uh, 
we're going li- we're continuing our live on Facebook and Twitter each week. Yes. So uh, before we get started, if we can ask anyone who's tuning in live, just click the little share button down here at the bottom, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter. Um, Bert, you, Bert's you, looking at the screen. Was like your finger actually right? like? Are you pointing no, at it's this? It's more like Bert can point at it. But uh, click the little share so that other people can see that we're doing our live show and and check it out. Do you do you share on on Twitter? You 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 retweet that. You I guess you retweet on on Twitter. Yeah, go ahead and do that thing. Yeah, I would retweet on Twitter, share on Twitter, and uh, comment. Join the show on Facebook as we've got the uh, comments now that come up on the screen as well. So. Uh, Good evening, Jake. Jacob. Keep See, it clean, you've please. Already, you've already started filling in our comments. Yeah, we got a lot to get to here. Some some Orioles talk, Orioles news I want to get to. Uh, and then, of course, we had a big Ravens win on Sunday. So a lot of good stuff to get to here. There is Orioles news? Yeah. Good. Fill yeah. me in. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Maybe. Who knows? We, we can make some up. There, there's more <laughs> Oriole controversy. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of the, the, the controversy. I well, like controversy. Know, you know, the whole... Uh, we started into it last week with the analytics and Britain saying he got more. And yeah. now it seems like all week, every day, there's been a new story of uh, Duquette bashing Buck, Buck bashing Duquette all over this analytics thing. Interesting. Yeah. I know you don't care. You don't care about the analytic conversation at all. I mean, all, <laughs> all that stuff, I think, is I just think it's blown way out of proportion. I think all teams are using analytics. I think Buck is, too. You it's mean, just the amount of how much you're using it. We all agree the Orioles should be using it more, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't – I mean, it didn't turn Zach Britton into a good pitcher. He had all the information right. he could use. It didn't turn him a good pitcher. Did yeah. Jonathan Scope go, go go to the Brewers and turn into an MVP? No, he's been riding the pine. Yeah, but Gosman has turned out pretty well. Brock has turned out pretty well. Oh, they, they, when they, when they needed a starter in the, the playoffs, the, the Braves didn't go to Gosman when they, when they needed a starter. Um, they, they didn't go to Gosman, and, and they could have. So that shows how much they like Gosman. I guess so, sure. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I've I've been sitting here, even during the pre-show, going through the Cleveland Browns records year after year. Oh, you got to let this go. To see if any team has ever lost to the Browns and then gone on to win the Super Bowl. I'm back 12 years, and so far it's never happened. (laughs) And I will keep going until I find it. And unless I find it, we're not going to the Super Bowl if you lose to the Browns. I don't care how good you are. No, see, I read that, and I I say we're due. That that means... That's due to happen because that's just bizarre. It has uh-huh. to happen at some point, so why not this year? Yeah, right. the Steelers have won a few Super Bowls, but have they ever lost to the Browns? Here you go. Let's. Uh, I'm. I'm. Ba- I'm down to 2005. Let's see if it happened oh, when the, the Steelers problem. won you're in 06. Were the Browns around in 2005? When did the Browns come back? Yeah, they were around. So let's start. So we'll get to the Orioles because I got there's some Orioles news out there, but we'll but we'll, we'll start with the Ravens. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Big week. 21 nothing uh, is a pretty impressive 11 sacks yeah 11 sacks is a really that, big number that's that made the game fun were the sacks yeah I felt like after, after last week's game was really boring or not that was it last week's oh, the, Brown, the Browns the game, game was yeah, unwatchable was, yeah that was really boring uh, but to, to then come back and play that way the way the defense played and not with turnovers but to get 11 sacks they were impressive yeah some of the stats are just Mind-boggling. To- the the total yards for the Titans, 106. 51 passing yards, 55 rushing yards. And they got 51 total passing yards because they subtract the sacks in which they lost over 60 yards. Like, they had lost more yards in sacks than they gained in passing. They It's just it's just incredible. It was more sacks than completed passes, right? More sacks than com- com- completed yeah. passes. So, it's impressive. Yeah. 
I mean, it was it was one of the more dominated, and it, especially in today's NFL, when everyone's throwing, you know, for 300 yards to hold to hold um, Mariota um, to to virtually nothing to 117 yards, but then he was sacked for 60. Uh, it was just – it's all around a do- as dominant performance as you'll ever see from a team. It was hard to believe that the Titans and Marcus Mariota have ever won a game yeah, after what have, I saw yesterday. three wins, yeah, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, ever – they're, they're He's been their starter for three years right now. now, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I found it strange. They were, there was a lot of talk about Marcus Mariota and his hand and how he, he, he was hurt but still playing. And I find it just strange for any organization to put out your, your quarterback out on the field when he's hurt. Like you, that's, Marcus Mariota is that franchise quarterback for them. Whether however you want to say he is, as far as skill wise, mm-hmm. they've they've put their money, they've put all their chips on Marcus Mariota. Why is he out there on the field? Like they should have a backup that's on the field until his hand heals. Well, he had a good game a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, it was it was not pretty. On, and and the offensive line, especially when you have that kind of offensive line who can't protect the guy. Um, if I'm Marcus Mariota, I'm saying, right, what are you doing to me here, guys? Right. How many sacks is enough till you just pull him and say, "All right, I don't want him to die." Yeah, <laughs> that's it was it was wild. But I mean, the the Titans were just soft. I mean, we were just kind of blowing them up at the spot every single time. And some of it was on kind of these sneaky sacks where we're blitzing different guys. But a lot of it was just our guy blowing up their guy. And it, and it wasn't. I mean, it, the final score was twenty-one nothing. But it wasn't really a blowout. Like they they. They could have had a couple drives here and there to make it a ball game. So it wasn't like you're pulling your starter because they're getting blown out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if he could have had a couple good drives, they could have made it a ball game. But, but he couldn't get anything going. But I think on the defensive side for the Ravens, it was a blowout. I mean, they shut them down. They they had the ball eight times and they punted eight times. Yeah. I think there was one opportunity where Mariota had Taylor wide open, a blown coverage, and um, and Mariota overthrew him by a couple yards. But outside of that, there was not even a time when they got close to scoring. And I and I had to feel like you could have played ten quarters and they weren't going to score, the the way that 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 game was going. I uh, as you guys know, I, I went to college in Nashville, so I spent a lot of times at the Titans games and the Titans Ravens rivalry was a big part of my life for many years. Those Titan fans were quick to boo. They were, and I was getting texts from some of my friends who were still in Nashville. They were at the game. Things like, uh, "I'm sorry, we're making Flacco look like a good quarterback." Uh, I said, "Yeah, you look pretty bad, but remember, we lost to the Browns last week, so stay with that." Will about the Tennessee Titans. You gotta, yeah. bro, you gotta let that go. Man. I'm not gonna let you it go. You gotta let that go. You can't. You can't. You I, can't let that go. The, the, I'm sorry. I think the Browns are gonna end up uh, with a decent record at the end of the season, and then they got whooped by the Chargers yesterday. Yeah, but the Chargers yeah. stink. But that was the Browns' worst game of the of the year. Yeah, but if you look if you look around the league, Bert, like the, uh, this past Sunday, Miami starting Brock Osweiler, who's a terrible quarterback. And Chicago supposed to have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They scored thirty-one points against them, and, and they yeah. and they win. Yeah. Jacksonville got blown out by the Cowboys again. Jacksonville supposed to have a good defense. They get blown out by the Cowboys. So you see this crazy stuff happen every single week. So, so is, this, is this parody? Is this parody, or is it just people are having bad days? I, I must have stumbled into the wrong studio. I didn't realize we were on the Browns Apologist podcast. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, the state, it's the state of the NFL. Today. I'm just saying you can't expect to go. 16 and 0, Bert. Right. What is one team? Do- I, I agree. I know you're, I know you're I pissed that we haven't gone 16 and 0. I know you wanted to go 15 and 1, Bert. I agree. I And I've said last week, even if you lose the Browns, it's okay if it's like 28 to 35 or something like that. 
not 12 to 9 in it's, overtime. It's wait, garbage. It's, but it's, it's, it's unimpressive. It's one loss no matter how the score is. Unimpressive. And then, and then we, we, how we, many impressive we manhandled the, we manhandled the Titans the, ne- the very next week, which I said was going to happen. We're going to win next week and everyone will forget about the Browns. I'm not going to forget about the Browns. Let's see what the Saints do when they come to Baltimore would, this would week. Would you have rather lost to the Browns, whatever, 42 hey. to 44? No, the, I didn't say, I'm not win. saying that. That would have been even worse. If they can beat the Saints, uh, can we forget about the Browns? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, that's that's going to be that's that's, that's a tough game. See television. That's right. The the number one defense against one of the best offenses. Sure, it's, it's really nice to have those road road games out of the way to get to come home for a little bit. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Drew Brees game. It'll be good. It'll be good to play at home. Uh, the NFC doesn't always do that great when they come to Baltimore. A lot of teams don't do great when they come to Baltimore, but right. especially NFC teams struggle when they come to Baltimore. Even big name guys, uh, uh, big name quarterbacks like Drew Brees. I don't know. I, it'll be interesting. I More than anything, I'd like to see – I mean, more than anything, I want to win. But second to that, I'd like to see this no touchdowns in the second half uh, streak continue. Yeah, if it can continue against the the Saints, that's – That's a pretty big that's deal. Pretty that, special. That'd be impressible. Yeah, that would that'd be, be special. Impressive. I mean, the last time I saw the Saints, they were putting up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown against the Redskins just last week. And yeah. So right. It's, it, it's going to be, I think, offensively – the, the toughest team we've played. We've I think played Drew, all year. Drew Brees will be watching a lot of film this week. Yep. Yeah. He'll be prepared. Yep. yep. But but that's what I thought about. That's what I thought about Dean Pease. I thought, who who will be more prepared defensively for the Ravens than Dean Pease? Yeah. I mean, our offense had a couple good drives. Uh, right. we, and then they. We weren't unstoppable. We had a couple of long drives, yeah, which is nice. Sure. Once we got to 21, it seems like we just put the put the ball down and said, let's just keep running the ball. Let's get this game over with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I, and Crabtree too was very. Can we just say Crabtree was very impressive? He caught some n- we, nice balls. Bert, Bert gave, gave him a lot of slack last week. Um, he came out and he was very impressive this week. Yeah, flack. I gave him a lot yeah, of flack. A, a lot of I didn't flack. cut him any slack. You didn't, oh, you didn't cut him any <laughs> slack. You gave him a lot of flack. It's weird the two words can mean exact opposites, but be very similarly spoken. I, th- I think there's lots of words like that. Flack, I have slack. Off the top of my head, but flacco, slacko. <laughs> J- Jacob Rock is on the uh, Facebook group asking. Uh, is this team as defense is good or better than 2000 defense? Remains to be seen. Yeah, we still got a lot I, of football left. Right, and I think it is. It's too early. It's impressive what they're doing. Yeah, and, and I, I don't feel like we have some of those big names that you had in the 2000, but maybe they weren't as big in 2000. Right. I think they were, though. I mean, the Ray Lewis was the center of that. Right, um, Who, and the, the center of this team is Weddle, right? The defense. He's the guy with the head, the headset in his Does helmet. Does he still have the headset since Mosley came back? Oh, I don't know. That's a good I'm question. Not sure. That's, uh, that's on Sounds my like list. a film study question. It's on my list of questions <laughs> for film study. Uh, Jacob's also saying, I hope they flex that game to Sunday Night Football. Well, it's too late to flex this Sunday's game. Yeah, they so won't the do Saints that. Game will not be yeah, flexed. The Bengals and whoever they're playing is flexed. Right. I think. I think looking ahead, the Steelers game is an the interesting Chiefs. one that yeah. that could be flexed in a few weeks. Yeah. You know the NFL loves putting Ravens Steelers in prime time. Yeah, they do because it's always a great game. It is, and it's one of those. It's one of the rare uh, rivalries that's entertaining, even if you're not in those cities. Sure, and it and it's a home game for us, so that's even right. better. Yep. Well, we already had the away game. Yep. In Pittsburgh, that was a was that Sunday night or Monday night? It was a prime time game. Yep. Yeah, but <clears throat> I mean, right now the Ravens are first in pretty much every defensive cat- cat- category there is. Yeah. And it's not even really that close. You saw those 11 sacks is more sacks than the Titans have given up for all their other games this season combined. Wow. Uh-huh. First five, they gave up a total of nine sacks. Yeah. 
but again, it's just it's one great week, and Bert's right. Yet followed up on on yeah. on Sunday with with a, a huge game against the Saints and a huge challenge. So I mean, I, I think we'll find out a lot about it, about this defense up against uh, Drew Brees and Mark Ingram and Kamara. I mean, that's they, Michael they can Thomas. Do it in, they can do it in every aspect of the game. They got the top receiver, two great running backs, a great quarterback. So and they, we'll see how good this yeah. team is. It's just a, a fun game. They, it seemed like they settled down on the, the Lamar Jackson stuff. But they still put in a little bit, and Lamar actually had a uh, impressive play yesterday. Yeah, he had a oh run. great play. Yeah, almost had a touchdown. Yeah, good run. You saw he was frustrated; he didn't get the touchdown, uh, and that's that's good. That's limited use of him not putting him out there ten, twelve times a game. Well, I think the only reason he wasn't put out there more is because we had such a command and lead, and so well, there was no so. no reason to to throw out your trick plays. When right. you're winning. Yeah, but how much is a trick play if you do the same thing every time he goes on the field? I saw somebody post on Twitter, uh, and they're just waiting for the I mean, gadget plays better. Not one better. of these days, he's going to end up lobbing a ball to Joe Flacco when there's nobody oh, yeah. over there covering it's, him. You know, it's it's coming because there's no way that Joe is playing this whole statue game without a without a long. No, it's the long like, con. Like I know, <laughs> I know that Joe is a boring guy, and, and I know we like to laugh at how boring Joe is. But he's also a competitor, yeah. so I totally, th- I totally believe it's the long con. Oh, see, I think the opposite. I think, I think one day someone's not going to line up against Joe, and he's going to be pissed, and he's going to call someone over there to cover him. Say, "Hey, look at me! Please cover me!" Because he doesn't want the ball yeah. co- uh, co- coming to him. Now, it reminds me years ago of that. Remember that college game years ago where the one guy way on the outside, like laid on the ground. Yeah, yeah, and I remember waiting that. for the play to develop, and then he <clears throat> got up and ran off and got wide open. Yeah, it, that that's Joe Flacco <laughs> being playing this little statue game. Yeah, I was just like for him to throw it one time to anybody. Because remember, Joe caught one what two years ago, two three years ago. Joe Flacco caught a uh, a pass. Yeah, I think it was a touchdown. Right? His very first NFL start, he threw a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and ran in a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, there you go. See, we're all setting up for it. You Hasn't see, done that since. You see, <laughs> did you uh, you guys see who texted John Harbaugh after the win? No. Was that Buck Showalter? Buck Showalter. Hey, he needs a job. Yeah. yeah. Buck Showalter's lonely. <laughs> Looking for someone to text to. All right. He's watching, watching the game. Yeah. He's probably asking someone Harbaugh what not. it's like to right. uh, coach a professional sports team for more than 10 years. That's the best yeah. kind of insight that's, you come up it. with for I don't 10 know. years. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a winning team. or Right. No, he's been around longer than Buck Showalter was, John Harbaugh. Yeah, but Buck's been, yes. in, but Buck's but been not in, career in baseball no, longer. But Buck hasn't been with a single team for the length of time Harbaugh's been with a single team. Yeah, well, that's because right. Steve Bashotti has lacks the uh, yeah the yeah. Th- I don't know why to fire somebody. That's true. That's John true. Harbaugh should have been fired a few times. I yeah, that. I don't know why I'm bringing that up because I would have definitely sided <laughs> yeah. with firing Harbaugh a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Harbaugh's doing fine this year. Two, three years ago. It's easy to say that when they're winning. I I, I don't think he's that great. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, we still have a long season ahead of us. Yeah. This season has yet to be determined. TBD. TBD. Yeah. All right. Can can I get to some some Orioles news? Let's do it. Yeah. So arbitration numbers came out, but uh, arbitration for next year. And uh, like how much they predict these guys will make an arbitration. And there was one insane story. An insane article that made me almost throw up in my mouth by John Mioli, who, who, who tried to feed me a bunch of bull. Um, first of all, they've got this whole thing with Victor Victor Mesa that that's going on, right? Yeah. Right. You want to get to that now or after arbitration? Well, it's connected, right? All right. 
because one of the reasons we traded Gosman and Darren O'Day was to get because we got the prospects we got back were were bad. Right, but it was the it was the the international slot international slot money. We got like a couple million bucks and, from them, which is a lot of money. And we were trying to clear contracts like O'Day. O'Day got pushed in there to clear money. Right. Um, but but the primary and everyone said this at the time that the, the primary Victor. thing was to get Victor Victor with the with the more money. Yeah, and that, we're not getting them. But now. right now, every day that passes, it feels more and more like we're not going to get Victor Victor yeah. or his brother. He's signing to Miami. That's what it looks more and more like. Yeah. And so if that happens, how then do we assess this Kevin Gossman trade where we got virtually no prospects back or no uh, top? I mean, we didn't get any of the right. top ten prospects for right. for from the Brave system. Yeah. It's it's tough, and then the question is, well, what do you do with that international money? Do you just not spend it? You can't. I mean, you I mean, you, you try to buy who you can, but at some point you just it, lose it all, right? And does it make this? Remember, we had so much money, we traded some money away yeah. for like some random. Well, because we realized we had so player. much more than anyone else, there was right. no need to have all that, right? Because you can't spend it all, and yeah. if you don't spend it, you lose it. And now we we have. So the update is the Marlins have made a, a few trades in the past week, right, to get more. They got money. up to six million, and we have like six and a quarter or something. Yeah, just a little bit above. So yeah, it's it's and you played the long plan with Vic trying to get Victor Victor, and it didn't work out. Um, maybe we we were kind of surprised with Duquette's firing last week because we thought, hey, he made these good trades in July. But if you can't sign Victor Victor, maybe those weren't good trades. Maybe Duquette did screw up the organization. Yeah, and, and John Mioli's article talked about how, well, actually, the Gossman trade and the uh, the Gossman O'Day trade was about a salary dump, and it wasn't about the the, O'Day the, part was. the, the, the Victor Victor. Um, and, and, and then he, he goes in this, this whole thing about the Masson dispute, too. Like they're trying to save money, and you have the mass and the dispute out there, so, so you don't know what's going to happen with right. that. And 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 so, in, in actuality, from a business standpoint, this was a good move to save all this money. And so I sat back and looked at that. I thought that's the biggest load of garbage I've ever heard. If you're if you're a rebuilding team, and this is rebuilding 101, you don't lessen your prospects in return to save money. That's like 101. Like you eat the money, right, to get the prospects. You don't salary dump. That's not how you rebuild. That's how you save money, but that's not how you rebuild because you want the best prospects possible. So if this was, if Gossman trade, and he even go, bring back to the arbitration numbers, Gossman is projected to get, um, let me see, I wrote this down here. Uh, uh, Gossman's projected $9.2 million. And so Mioli's point was, oh, well, you saved $9.2 million in arbitration too that you're going to pay to, to Gossman. But a starter for $9.2 million is not a ridiculous thing, especially a starter with the upside of Kevin Gossman. So I thought that, oh, I, I mean, I, any way you look at it for me, the Atlanta trade, if you don't get Victor Victor, is an absolute disaster. It's a disaster. It was is a terrible move. Yep. Um, and you can say the other moves were fine. I think the other moves were fine. Right. But to dump salary and get no good prospects in return, and don't tell me that this makes sense financially because if you're rebuilding – you're gonna just eat the money. I mean, your your salary next year is gonna be like seventy right. million. The next year after that's probably gonna be like sixty million. You have plenty of time to eat O'Day's salary if you need to. And Gosman, this is all about getting prospects. And Gosman was that guy who you, we talked about it beforehand. Yes, you're rebuilding, but Gosman could be your veteran presence on the rebuild. 
Yeah, yeah. You, know, you had him for a few more years. You wouldn't need to give him a new contract until about when your team's ready to get good. Yeah, or, or, or trade him by himself, not having Darryl Day bring his value down and get an actual one decent prospect back for him. Right, sure. All right. The, so, uh, anyway, so back, back that, to the arbitration. Now that Miole's the uh, lead, like, son Orioles reporter, does he have to be an Oriole apologist now? Apparently he is. Apparently I mean, we, we everything the Orioles do is uh, awesome. We've had nothing but great interactions with Miole. We like him. I've had no interaction with him, but okay. We've, we've played softball with him. Okay. I don't yeah. remember that. And other stuff. <laughs> we, I, don't, I, I want to hear about this other I stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Haven't we had him on <laughs> here before? I don't no. think so. No, no. All right. No. Oh yeah, he seems <clears throat> to be the Orioles. Uh, he seems like a nice. Now. He seems like a nice guy, though. Yeah, seems like a nice guy. Um, Orioles have six guys up for arbitration. Um, they have Jonathan Villar, which is projected to get four point four million dollars. Tim Beckham at four point three million. Dylan Bundy at only three million, which is kind of surprised me. Givens at only two million. Caleb Joseph one point seven million. Jace Peterson at one point three million. Um, any of these players, like the Orioles, have the option to not tender them a contract and just release them yeah. mm-hmm. um, and just save the money. Are, are any of those guys, VR, Beckham, Bundy, Givens, Joseph Pearson, are, are any of them in danger of yes. just being cut? Yes. And that, who? Caleb uh, Joseph. Caleb Joseph should probably be cut. Even though he's cheap at $1.7 he should probably be cut. And uh, Beckham's a big question. That's a good amount of guy who sucks. <laughs> good, a good amount of money for a guy who sucks. <laughs> good amount of guy, guy who sucks. And a guy who I'd, I'd have to look at the prospects, but we're rebuilding. Do we have a middle infielder that we'd like to give a shot there this coming year? Well, according to social media on Mass and Orioles, Jonathan Scope coming back is a possibility. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> bunch, of, that's a bunch of crap, too. I, I, I love that idea, though. I love the idea. It's not going to happen. Why? What are we going to trade them? International slot money? No, no. The the talk is <laughs> talk about arbitration. Jonathan Scopes in his final fi- his final year of arbitration. Do you know how much Jonathan Scopes projected to make? How much? Because even if you have bad years, four million, you get nothing but raises. Ten point one million dollars. And the Brewers are going to be expected oh, not, to give that to him. Yeah, not, Brewers aren't giving that. So to there's him. talk that the Brewers might release them and that the Orioles could sign him to a long term deal. You know, for for ten million dollars, if I was Manny Machado with the type of money I'm about to be making, I would pay. Jonathan scoped ten million dollars just to hang out with me every day, <laughs> just just to travel with me and the and the Dodgers. Yeah, and the, and the Brewers wherever he ends up next year. The the Brewers are an interesting case because they have the most arbitration guys. They have fifteen guys up for arbitration, uh, so a lot of guys are up for raises, and that's a small market team. And so Scope by far is going to be making the most of them, and he's the oh, guy yeah. who's starting right. for him. Yep. So I mean, I don't know. Like I don't know if if you like maybe you'll try to trade him. And maybe you could trade him, and someone else will pay him the, the ten million dollars. Mm. Um, or maybe and I think it's a possibility that he could be cut. Um, would it, would that be? I'm pipe dreaming here, but would that be an interesting centerpiece for our infield to get would, yeah, to sign John Scope to a long term deal? We all love that. We, we're all. But uh, does that Scope fit in? Fans. Does that fit in with the rebuild? Or no? Is that would that be silly to go back? I mean, long term, what like yeah. five years? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, yeah. you got you to gotta back up to what we were talking about at the beginning of July. And we talked about guys to rebuild around. And Jonathan Scope was one of the guys we said, hey, give this guy a long-term contract. Yeah, if you can't get Manny, then yeah. let's get Jonathan. You, you screwed up with, with Manny. You can't rebuild around him. Let's rebuild around Manny, uh, <laughs> around Jonathan, and, and go with it. Yeah, he, he, he's 26 years old. So he's relatively young. At least for the next two, two days, he's 26 years old. Yeah. And then he turns 27 in two days. Um, anyway, that's that's more of a, a pipe dream, though. So we think K- Caleb Joseph is gone. Tim Beckham is going to be an interesting case. Yeah, I don't know. 
VR would be the shortstop then. So right. if you're not going to trade VR, because they might trade VR. I like, I like VR. But if you keep VR, you can move him to shortstop. And then Beckham, making $4.3 million, it does seem a lot for a guy who hasn't been very good. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you can trade him either because of the way he's played. So he's right. a guy so you, you might have release to release him. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Yeah. And the, the other guy. The market for teams wanting Tim Beckham, you're not going to get much. Yeah. It, I, I think the only argument is. We don't have any top middle infield prospects, so maybe you just keep them. And four point three isn't that much money in the scheme of things. And everyone hope he turns around. Had a bad year, so you hope everyone bounces back. Yeah, and if he has a great year, maybe you can get something from him on the trade market, right? Um, Jace Peterson too. Um, I don't see why you would bring back Chase Peterson, even if it's only for one point three. Like what? Like what? What? what 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 does, what does Chase bring to this team? Nothing. Yeah, I don't. Especially when you're bringing in a new GM, a new manager. There's no connection there. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why you would bring him back, even if it's only for 1.3. Yeah. Right. So out of that list, we were talking about the only people that could be back are VR, Bundy, and Givens. And again, those guys are going to be brought up in trade talks. All three yeah. of those guys, especially the VR and Givens right. in the off season, those are the three guys um, who the Orioles will be shopping. Those are guys co- are coming back or being shopped. Those are the guys who will get their arbitration money. Yeah, um, if Orioles can find the right deal, they will. They will shop them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 tender money is crazy though. If you look at what some of the guys are projected to make, like um, the guy who's projected to make the most is for the Rockies, Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. He's projected just an arbitration. This is not even a contract. Arbitration to make $26.1 million. Jeez. An arbitration. You kidding me? Like some of these arbitration numbers get kind of ridiculous. So you understand, and this is what the athletics always do, right? They trade guys. Right. Um, before they – or it, at that point. Yeah. In like their second or third year of arbitration before it gets into these ridiculous high, high numbers. Um, the athletics, by the way, also have 15 guys coming up for arbitration. So I expect the athletics to be wheeling and dealing this offseason. Um trading some guys away anyway just something to watch the arbitration uh and what happens to specifically beckham and joseph and whether to keep him or not yeah. i would i would probably keep them all but except for jay jace peterson i would keep jo- jo- joseph because i don't think Francisco's ready and i would keep beckham in the hopes that somehow a, mirac- a miracle happens and he plays like he played right when we traded for him for that month and it seems like you know, it would be easier for us as fans to predict what's going to happen if it was Buck and Dan coming back, we have no yeah, idea who's yeah. running the show. We have no idea what they might not uh, do any of them. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, it's hard to predict when you don't know even like the type of person that's going to be in this. Is it going to yeah. be an, an, an analytical person? He, it, will he or she be old school? Yeah. Well, if it's old school, it'll probably be a he, to be honest. Right. Um, Are there any female GMs? Yeah, there, there's one there's, that's being ca- talked about a lot. There's no f- no current female GMs, but there's, oh, no, there's, there's prospects. Mm. Yeah. There's there's women who are coming up in, in the baseball organization who they're talking about. Interesting. There's Yeah, there's one person who's getting a lot of yeah, I don't. That I, I, we could be so woke. I don't know exactly how to say her name. Um, Kim Ng. Kim Ng? Yeah, is that, it's Kim I-N-G. Um, and, and she's and she's a person who's gotten a lot of a lot of press as being um, a good one. So Right. I, I don't know that much all about her. I know she is uh, senior vice president for baseball operations. Um, with, uh, do you think? Do you think the Orioles are being really tight-lipped about this, or do you think they're not doing anything and not going through interviews? Because no news is coming out. The only news that came out this week is that Cal Ripken Jr. is <laughs> not a candidate. Not a candidate. 
well, I'm okay been, with that. Well, there's there's no news coming out about the Mesa Mesa either. I, I think everyone's focused. All the reporters are focused on the World Series. That's where I mean, or on the playoffs and to the. World. I think after the World Series happens, then you'll start hearing about interviews, and that's a reason too, right? Like you're if you want one of the guys from a World Series candidate, which I would hope you would want, maybe to interview a couple of those guys, right? Sure. They seem to be doing things right over there in Houston. Let me interview. They got good track guys. records. They're where we are not. Yeah. Yep. Sure. They like the stats. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think I think after the World Series happens, I think that's when you'll start to see a lot of the movement happen. And and I I read one report that Victor Victor Mason might consider not even signing this year, waiting till next year, so everyone's back, more people are in the pool again. You know, with all their yeah, money. I saw, that, I saw that about his brother that he okay. would sign this year with the Marlins, and then his brother would wait until next year when, when the Marlins money re-ups, the yeah. so mm-hmm. that they can both join the Marlins. But the good news about the Orioles is because we are the suckiest team in baseball, we get the most. Next year, we'll get the most money to spend right. for international guys. But we still got to spend this year's money, or it just goes away. Yeah, it's like vacation days. Use it or lose it. Exactly. You lose your vacation days. Uh yeah, I lose sick days, but not vacation days. No, I think it's the other you way lose around sick for me. Days? Yeah. I'm, my sick days eventually roll into my retirement. Yeah, sick days can roll. Uh, vacation days do not. I don't. I we don't have vacation days. We just have freaking summers off. You got personal <laughs> days. Yeah. What do you, is that a vacation? Yeah, day? that's a vacation day. A personal day? Yeah. No, we get two personal days. You don't want to call those vacation Wait, days? No. You get, you get for sick, me, it's personal sick. And no, sick and personal are like the same thing. Oh, okay. For me, that's how it should be. They're all up in my business. Right. Yeah, I think if I want to take a day off, I should be take a day off. For yeah, because sometimes reason. a sick day might mean your kid is sick. I'm not sick. I don't yeah. need to bring a note in. Right. Yeah. That's so. That's personal reasons, and I don't want to tell you what my kid is sick with because it's gross. Well, we have a separate <laughs> category if, for if family. You yourself sick. are sick. I don't want to know about it either. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know what I had this weekend. It's like, anyway. Yeah. I like that. So that's good news. That's something to talk. About. Are you guys watching the playoffs? This is this I, I, is a I'm, good I'm, championship series going on. Both I'm, I'm of them. I'm kind of into it. I'm yeah. kind of into it. I'm surprised the way I I watched uh, the Astros play and just kind of destroy the You're Indians. Just jealous. Well, I, I didn't. They're I, so good. I didn't think Boston would be able to win a single game against them. So it's a props to Boston. Yeah, but there's Especially some, David Price uh, getting a, a win. Yeah, well, I, I don't think he got the win, but he won the game that yeah, he started. Yeah, which is unusual. The first time <laughs> in 11 starts yeah. that he's actually won the game. But Good for him? There's there's some big some big storylines there. Chris Sale seems to be broken. Mm. It, his fastball is at 91 miles per hour or something. I don't know if the Orioles has something to do with breaking him. It's possible. But he seems to be broken. I saw he's, he uh, someone swung and missed one of his pitches, I think, twice in 69 pitches or something. Like he, his stuff is not what it is. The velocity's gone. So Chris Sale, the, the, we're talking. This could be the, the end of Chris Sale. So that's an interesting storyline to watch. Uh, I can't be alone. I I would love to see the Brewers in the World Series. Yeah, sure. I think that's the majority I mean, of Baltimore. I don't sure. care about Manny Machado. I want the Brewers to win. Well, be, What's your reasoning, Bert? Uh, the Dodgers won it last year. And they lost. Get over it. Uh, I don't care that Manny Machado goes to the World Series or not. Actually, I'd rather he didn't go. Yep. Um, and the Brewers are. A small market team right. like us. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to is the small. I'm tired. We're all tired of these large market teams. Yeah. We're tired of the Dodgers, the Yankees, the uh, Red Sox, and the it, Cubs. I could, I little, could say the same thing about the Astros won last year, so I wouldn't want to win again. But there's nothing to not like about the Astros. They're really right. good. Yeah. And their players are fun to watch. Yeah. None of them seem to be jerks or anything. Yeah. And, and there's always the component where... There's always a couple of teams you're rooting not for, but against. Like, I'm rooting against Boston. Sure. Right. I don't care who they're playing. Sure. Every I'm time. I'm them to lose. 
I was a little conflicted with the Yankees, but now I'm clearly rooting for the, for the, them to lose. Doesn't I get a little bitter sometimes when I see jo- Josh Hader pitch? Because yeah. he's from here and used to be on our on our uh, but, uh, on our squad. But for some a little reason, bit bitter. But for some reason, I like to see Wade Miley succeed. Yeah, I like sure. Like yeah, I don't think he got a fair shake here. Oh, I think he got think more he than got a fair a shake lot here. Of, had a lot of starts in an Orioles uniform. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he got, got more starts. than a fair shake. I just don't. But I, I, I'm with you, Josh, in that I, I, I'm, I don't mind because he's, he's like. A, he's a guy who's come, like, once they leave, you're okay. But it, when you never got to see Hader in an Oriole uniform, well, is well, that your issue? No, because, we would have never been good in an Orioles uniform. Because Miley's not good. Um, he's like someone you just kind of feel bad for. And so, oh, look, Miley's actually pitching decent. And you kind of, oh, good for him because he's kind of always that guy you felt bad for because he's just so bad at it. Yeah. Like, oh, he can actually play sure. a little bit. Where Josh Hader has dominated since the right. moment he kind of entered the major and don't scene. you? But don't you also kind of like, Bert, you look at it and be like, would Hader have been able to do that in Baltimore? And, I, and, and it's like when I really think about it, I'm like, no. Well, certainly not in the playoffs. He wouldn't have. Why, Miley started 43 games for us over two years. Yeah, that's a lot of starts. And, yeah. and it's not like he was... And his win-loss record was 10-20. and 20. Yeah, and we didn't break him. He was right. not very good for us. He wasn't very good for people before he came to us. Um, and all of a sudden, he just figured well, it know, out. You know what? He, he figured it out, and he got moved to the National League. We talk all the time yeah, about he, how he got it's, a lot easier, better too. it's easier to pitch in the National League. It is. Yeah, and he probably got decent pitching coaches. I think <laughs> our pitching coaches have ruined our pitchers. Oh, here pitcher, we go. Every pitcher we talked to praised Alan Mills, and then we would never hear anything about the, the major league pitching coaches. Judge, but these are I, – I think this is a ridiculous argument that people make because these are pitching coaches who's, who, who, who have not branded to the scene, and we've gone through multiple pitching coaches who have had success at other teams, yet they come here and it doesn't work out, and all of a sudden they suck as a coach. I don't buy where, that for a second. Where did Roger McDowell have success? Uh, when he was a pitcher for the New York Mets in as, 1988. As, as, a, as a coach. You. Yeah, and on Seinfeld, I guess. <laughs> a good spitter. But did, was Roger McDowell a pitching coach anywhere like with success before Baltimore? Uh, I, I don't know about success, but he had been a pitching coach elsewhere. He came. And oh, was he the was the White Sox? No, he was Braves? the Braves. And the Braves fans were excited to see him leave. <laughs> because they wanted Cheedy and, and oh yo yeah oh yeah so we had Dave, Dave, Dave Wallace and we had and we had Cheedy and all of a sudden they go to um, Atlanta and Atlanta. we had Roger McDowell right see Josh that, a swap. do you see how insane your point is now why because the Braves went to the playoffs yes and we had those same coaches three years ago yeah and all of a sudden they're the better with the Braves than they are with the no. Orioles thank you no where were the Orioles three years ago in the playoffs in the playoffs okay. You can't. Your argument makes no sense. No. You take your pitching coaches, Cheedy and Wallace, and guess what happened when they were in Baltimore? The pitchers pitched better than they were projected. So and the Orioles went into the playoffs. So you admit the Orioles had good pitching coaches? Yes. Thank you. All right, That's fine. my point. <laughs> you you made it sound point? like they never had good pitching coaches. No, I'm saying they ruined it with Roger McDowell. Oh, fine. I like Cheedy. I like Wallace. I have no thoughts on Roger McDowell positivity. Okay, fine. Roger McDowell's not good. I, I get behind that. So that was your argument? That you, you, I thought your argument was we've never had any pitching coaches and they ruined all our pitchers. No, Roger McDowell has ruined our pitchers. Okay, fine. I don't think he's ruined anybody. Did he ruin Jake Arrieta too? He didn't ruin Josh Hader. Jake Arrieta had head problems. Yeah. We've been down that road. No. I'm just saying it's a little bit hit or miss with all these with all these coaches, and I think <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it comes more on the player than it does on the coach. Of course. He, yeah. 
for the most part, yes. You're telling me yes. if Justin Verlander comes to the Orioles, he's going to suck next year because he's on the Orioles? No, Justin Verlander would be good with the Orioles. Maybe. Oh, I mean, get yeah, out of here. But, but see, you're taking a top-tier pitcher. I think for middle-tier pitchers, I think the pitching coach has a lot to do with pushing them up or down. The low-tier, if you're a crappy pitcher, there's no pitching coach who's going to come in and make Mike, Mike Wright look like a good starting pitcher. I don't know. They're making Wade Miley look good. Yeah, well, it's been a couple of years. He's learned, but maybe you're right. But I, th- I think that middle tier, you the pitching coach has has a big influence. I think the hitting coach is the same way. The hitting coach can help the middle tier. The top tier doesn't need them. The veterans don't pay attention to them. I think it's all about your young guys with the coaching. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and, then, and there's another aspect to it too, where if you look at how much they're pitching these guys, in, like especially in the playoffs, especially if you're the Brewers, these starters, um, Wade Miley, it felt like he threw a threw a complete game because he threw five innings. Yeah. And that felt like he was in there forever. <laughs> right. The day before, Jim Gonzalez pitched, what, two innings and was taken when he gave up one run. Right. So they all look better in playoffs. Yeah, because you use them more wisely. Though, that's another thing that's interesting about the Brewers. They, they got there because of their bullpen the last game, and they're playing tonight, right? Yeah. Um, but the game prior, prior to this, their bullpen kind of gave up some runs, partly because Josh Hader threw three innings the, the day before, and so was not couldn't pitch yesterday. And so this is just something, uh, or two days ago, so this is something to watch, the bullpen usage, which I think actually, I know a lot of people are old school, and, and I, I too, I, I like to see a starter go seven innings. But there's something fascinating about how you, you have like four or five I, elite arms. How do you use them on a given night to not overuse them so you can't use them the day before? I, the strategy here is pretty interesting. Well, in, in the playoffs, pictures. you're under a microscope. You have to win this game. Yeah. And and if your starter gives up two or three runs in the first inning, you might pull them in the second inning. Yeah, but that's like wild card mentality. I mean, this right. is a seven-game series. But Still, but but you you, you can't afford – you need to win. It's not like a random game in July where the starter can give up four runs in the first inning and still go on to pitch five innings. Yeah. But I also th- I like the starter pitcher goes five or six innings. I like that. I like have it, if you have a, a, a dominant bullpen that can handle the second half of a game, I think that's great. I think that's worked for the Orioles in, in, with little success in the past. Oh. And I think that's excellent if you can I, build a, a bullpen that way. I agree, but, but that's not what has happened with the Brewers. I mean, Gio Gonzalez threw two innings. And then the bullpen through the rest. Right. That's yeah. where he's acting like right. one of those Tampa Bay them. starters. Right. Uh, 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 what, what are they called? The Tampa Bay calls the, the reliever that starts the opener. Yeah, they're yeah. treating <laughs> Gonzalez like, like like a freaking opener. Right. And that's where I I don't really no, like I, that. But it's it, but it gives me hope for the Orioles because the Brewers don't have good starting pitching. There's no one in there you would say, oh, he's a great starting pitcher. No one. Right. And yet they're able to have success, and that's what the Orioles need to do because goodness knows we can't get a great starting pitcher. But that's what makes the Brewers and the Dodgers kind of fascinating because they have Walker uh, Bueller. I always want to say on Burley, Burley, who's a stud young pitcher. Um, they got the uh, Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers in the game. So they get the stud starters, and Brewers get the stud bullpen. A really kind of interesting matchup. And when you watch teams like the Brewers and the Astros kind of build on the on the bullpen like that, it gives you hope for your team too. That okay, a smaller market team can do this without signing the big-name pitcher and the big-name stars. You can yeah. build a competent bullpen that can shorten the game. Yeah, and they made the rare big signing that actually worked out, and Lorenzo Cain became one of the best players, right. and they made a great trade for Yellick, and that, and that mm-hmm. turned out amazingly well beyond anyone's expectations. 
so also you you got lucky too because all those decisions kind of worked out for you. I like the anticipation in this postseason because for guys our age, if it's the Brewers and the Astros, it's like the National <laughs> League versus the American League, but just a swap. Yeah, yeah. Because just right. not too long ago they were the Astros were National League and the Brewers were American League. Yeah. When we were kids, and I, I still struggle with that sometimes and get confused. All I can think about with the Brewers is Robin Yount and Paul Molitor in the American League, uh, and and the Astros was uh, Jeff Bagwell and uh, Craig Biggio. Biggio, yep, Ken Caminetti, yeah. all those guys. Um, what what do you guys feel? What's going on internally? Your emotions, your heart, your soul. When you see Manny Machado, because uh, he's doing pretty well. When you see Manny Machado play, play he's play contributing. Play yeah, yeah. Uh, I I really enjoyed Jim Palmer getting irritated. At Manny not hustling this week, I thought I thought that that was a lot of fun. You've, yeah, you've know I've complained about that in the past when he's an Oriole. So I think it's hilarious that he's in the playoffs in a big game and he's still doing that 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 uh, little jog. Yeah, so, entertains I, me. I, I I much prefer it when it's on the Dodgers and not on the Orioles. Yeah, I saw that that and you and you sent me that tweet by Jim Palmer. Right. Where, I also think Jim Palmer is extremely bitter that the guys make a ton of money these, these days because he had to bring the Manny Machado jog uh, and then turn that conversation into the fact that Manny wants to get paid. Yeah, well, he brings he, he brings, brings that up not so subtly all no, the time. he brings it up all the time. He's definitely <laughs> bitter about it. He's yeah. doing okay, though. He's in the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> what yeah. more do you want? Uh, uh, do you need $10 million more dollars, Jim Palmer? Give me a break. Yeah, and my, money doesn't buy happiness, and it doesn't buy Hall of Fame statues. Yeah, and apparently a Hall of Fame statue doesn't buy happiness either. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, but my argument's the same with Manny. I mean, he, I mean, it's easy to sit back here and criticize, but there's a reason he's hitting the middle of the lineup for a team right. that's just a few wins away from going to the World Series while we're at home eating bonbons. Yep, because we traded him. Yeah, because yeah, and there's a reason we got yeah. a top prospect for him because he's great, and a lot uh, of people no, want him. He's a, it, that's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, it's going to be either a lot of fun or a lot of sadness to watch him on the as a free agent. Yeah, I don't see season. any any fun in that whatsoever. Did you see um, <laughs> Didi Gregorius, shortstop for the Yankees, um, has to have Tommy John surgery? Yep, out for the year. Oh, All the first right. comments on Twitter were bring Machado, 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 yeah. Machado. Well, don't be surprised. Well, I don't I don't think he's signing a one year deal. You, and you I think, think Gregorius is going to be there for a while for the Yankees. Any chance Machado and Bryce sign on the same team? Sir, bring them both in. If it's the Phillies, yeah, I think that's it's the a one possibility. Team that yeah. The Phillies are the one that could could fit them in budget wise. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think it's open to a lot of teams. I think I know a lot of people have written off the Dodgers. I think it's possible the Dodgers. And I know that they have uh, Corey Seager's going to be coming back, but they could easily move Corey Seager to second base right. and do something like that. I also like you'll find room for Manny Machado, and and especially if he does really well for the Dodgers in the playoffs, and and that ownership group who can willing to spend the money, right? Like I think it's wide open where Manny Machado will sign. I, do, I agree too. I don't think he has to go to a a huge uh, top market team because I think that type of money, with the way contracts are going up every year, to have a superstar locked down for that many years, it's not yeah. that it's not a bad deal. Yeah, I mean you can eliminate the small market teams, obviously. Yep. Right. But outside of that, I think a lot of a lot of teams are in play. Yep. Um, and you have teams like the Braves and like the Phillies who are up and coming who would love a guy who's twenty five who you can sign for ten years and right. be part of your future. Sure. Or certainly, if you're already good, you would love to have them too. What about what about a team like Miami, who dumped all their salaries, dumped everything, and now they're getting ready to rebuild? Yeah, I know. If you would ask me, that was the thing. If you would ask me three years ago, 
four it, years ago. It like Miami. I just assumed when he his contract ran up, he was always a Miami boy. He would end up in Miami. Yeah, um, remember his his players weekend jersey was uh, Mr. Miami, Miami yeah. last year. But there's zero chance it happens now. I mean, they just traded their big contract, Gene Carlos Stanton, to start all that. They're not going to right away go and get another big contract. That's not the way they're going to do it. Zero chance. They never know. <laughs> I just had to say that since you said zero chance. Yeah, well, I, I do know, actually. <laughs> That's going to happen. Uh, speaking of depressing news, I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, this really is. I was thinking about this. I was hearing, I heard Buster only talk about uh, Paul Goldschmidt, great first baseman for the Diamondbacks. Right. I saw this. Looking to be traded. Yeah. Um, Buster only was making the case that the Yankees would be a perfect fit for him, which, of course, uh, <laughs> Whatever. Of course. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe they want uh, Chris Davis. Yankees would be a perfect fit for anyone. I know. Like, what does that even mean? Like, who would Paul Goldschmidt be a bad fit who for? Who wouldn't want to play for but the New York he's Yankees? He's a perfect for, fit for the Yankees. Uh, it's so obnoxious. The bias of ESPN. But anyway, <laughs> it, it made me think about how depressing of an offseason this is going to be because I'm pretty convinced that the Astros are going to be the Red Sox. And so the Red Sox are going to be pissed that they didn't make it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Yankees feel like they're up and coming. So that's going to be a freaking arms race between the Red Sox and Yankees again. Mm-hmm. So they're just going right. to be, become even more stacked. Uh, and meanwhile, the Orioles are going to be there debating whether to to offer a contract to Tim Beckham for arbitration. <laughs> well, that's going to be pre- the biggest news pretty, tomorrow. That's offseason. a great assessment, and you're not too – yeah, I, I would agree with that. Well, there was also – It's going to be a long offseason. That's right. all I'm going to say. It's going to be a long season, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing the Yankees and Red Sox 45 times. That's true, too. Well, remember, baseball is talking about adding more teams, and when they add more teams, they're gonna, the thought is also that they'll restructure the divisions. All right, well, let's hang on to that, that hope so, yeah, for the that, next that, 10 that, years. That, that's that's yeah. how we'll get out We'll of be the, dead yeah, before yeah. that happens. No, I'm talking about three to five years. I'm talking about really soon. Okay, Josh, I wanted to go. I want to know how, how to get through the next four months. How okay? are you going to market three years? Expand the league for more teams when, yeah. un, unless you're watching October baseball, every stadium's empty every night. I, I because it's not. A, they don't make money in the stadiums. They make money on TV deals. It's about the TV. Well, tell tell that to Peter Angelos because apparently he's not making all the money he wants to make in the TV deal. Well, that that's a different issue of of stealing market share. That's a forcing your team to go from mid-market to small market just because you want to put a team in Washington. Yeah. That, it, that's a different deal than, than I'm not get, my team's not making enough. The Orioles are making enough for a small market. The problem is, for years, we were a mid-market. Yeah, we lost that D.C. money, and now we stink. Is there any truth that the two new expansion teams are looking at coming to Annapolis and Richmond? Is, that, <laughs> is there any truth to that? Well, Rehoboth Beach is getting one, I think. I mean, yeah, Norfolk. Put one down in Norfolk. Steal, steal that market from the Orioles. <laughs> Um, well, actually, well, you know, one of the places that there's talk is Raleigh and or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That would that would steal from from more of Masson's market. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to watch the Orioles games from the Outer Banks yeah. anymore. Then there's talk in Nashville and Portland were the other cities I heard. Nashville's just got a great new uh, downtown stadium for the minor league team. Just sharing that info. <laughs> are, they, are, that, are they the Sounds? Yes, Nashville Sounds. Right. Don Wait. Mattingly played for the Nashville Sounds. Yeah, I weren't listening to what you guys were just saying, but I would Man, like I to keep see. playing footsie with Josh yeah. under the table. It's getting weird. Um, are, is there any talk about putting another team up up in the Northeast anywhere? No. Okay, because no. that's what they should do. Break up the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, because the Red Sox get they get the whole freaking Northeast map. Yeah, yeah, all of them. New Hampshire. Vermont needs a team. Well, I guess Rhode Island, they, they get it right. all. We need to break that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Throw some other teams up there. Where's, where's Montreal? There's talk of bringing the Expos back. Canada. 
Quebec. I, I know it's in Canada, but would, is it would on that, the eastern would, side or western? Would it's on take, the eastern side. Would that take away any Red Sox fans? Any of their market share? Uh, how many Let's national fans go back to the Expos? Can we ha- can we have a couple more teams in New York? Well, they only have two teams in New York. Yeah, but right. a few. Why more not teams three? In there. I mean, they got three basketball teams. Right. What about, what about, about Jer- yeah? What about Jersey? They're, yeah, the New Jersey Nets. Let's or, have a New Jersey baseball team. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn, or the Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nets. They used to be New Jersey. That's still New York, though. But a Brooklyn baseball team would be fine. Oh yeah. New York Knicks. And there's another one, isn't there? What? New York Knicks. The Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Well, then the Giants. They had, yeah, the Giants and the Jets too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sports. They got two of everything. Well, it's the biggest city in the country. They need. Two professional sports teams in every professional sport. Yeah, and hockey. They got the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Los Angeles trying to keep up. Yeah, and they are. Yeah. Oh, and and don't forget about Las Vegas as the other team, as the other city out there wanting wanting a baseball. Yeah, the Golden Knights are setting the standard for uh, professional sports. Golden Knights are making money, so football, NFL wants in there, baseball wants in there. That's right. The Raiders are going there. Is that next year or two years from now? I I believe it's two years. Twenty twenty. So yeah, I, I I. I would expect that we get a baseball team there as well. Um, do, you, do we have time for a snowflake story? Yeah, let's do it. It's been a but then quick because I'm I, I'm tired of getting stuck in the tunnel. All right, it's been a while since we had a strawberry story. How about this? Uh, a man threw. Here's the headline. <laughs> you, you guys hear about this story? No, but I just read it over your shoulder. <laughs> here's the headline, and I know Josh is all about this. A man threw a gender reveal party. He ended up starting a forty-seven thousand acre wildfire. <laughs> Apparently, sounds, sounds about right. It was in Arizona, and he was using one of these, uh, you know, the, he he shot his a gun or whatever to uh-huh. explode the gender. And I guess it was a little bit bigger of an explosion than he thought. Caused some trees on the fire. Next thing you know, forty-seven thousand acres of land destroyed. Eight hundred firefighters forced to control it. It's just it's uh uh Josh Burt. What are your guys' thoughts? I think. Gender reveal parties fall under the category of strawberries. Am yes. I wrong here? Hold yes. On. Only one of us has a wife that's pregnant. Are you having a gender reveal party? First of all, this is our second child, so I don't think anyone does a gender reveal for a second child. Oh, yeah, right? they do. Sure they all, do. Because it's all about making it about you. Oh, I So didn't. you have another moment to make it about you. I thought yeah. that was just done for the first one. And hopefully yeah. some presents. Right. It's all about you <laughs> and double presents. Okay. Here's my, here's my gender reveal female. Okay, that's my gender reveal party. Um, the, the oh, you just revealed your change. There you go. Yeah, yeah, right there. A, a Facebook post will suffice. Thank right. you. Um, now we'll all, now we'll all wait in hand right, and foot. Right. Even that's making a little bit about you. Because <laughs> um, you're trying to outdo your little picture or announced post, outdoing the, the your friend that also was pregnant. What are you talking about? That that's what people are trying to outdo each other on the Facebook oh. post as well. Let alone gender reveal party. I'm trying oh, yeah. to outdo everyone this, by just not having any right, more like kids. This gender reveal party, the guy was clearly trying to outdo someone else who just had a cake. I have a couple problems with it, but you sounded like you were about to say something. Oh yeah, I would. He, he uh, it, it it totaled the damage eight million dollars. Lovely. He agreed to pay it all back. Um, <laughs> How he do you says pay back eight million dollars? He's going to make an initial payment of hundred thousand dollars, and then make a monthly make monthly payments after that. Um, he agreed to pay five hundred dollars a month for the next twenty years. I don't so think that I don't think that adds up to eight million dollars. No, so five hundred a month for the next twenty. And years. no interest. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, which adds up to one hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's a year. Um. So, uh, but if he makes more money ever, they'll start taking more money out of his paycheck. So I don't think. Oh, he's so really it's gonna garnished pay wages. Yeah, it's like child support. Yeah. Yeah. Forced support until he pays back the the. Uh, so, I would just I would I would just say I'll plant all the trees back myself. <laughs> Just I'm that girl's gonna that graduate from high school, 
uh, be ready to go to college, and it's like, sorry, I gave your college fund to the forest. Yeah, essentially. It's a shame. I, I, two things. The headline, pull the headline back up. A man threw a gender reveal party. First, I have a problem with that. I don't know any men that it was their idea to have a gender well, no, reveal party. It was clearly her idea. So, but he's the bad guy. He's the fault because he okay. shot off the gun or whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm sure, but it, it should I'm say sure it was not the woman's idea to bring a gun to it. Maybe it wasn't, but it says the man threw the gender reveal party. I doubt that. The man might have pulled the trigger. But I doubt he was the one addressing the invitations to everyone and be like, come to my gender reveal party. Sounds like it was a wife behind right, that. Right, right. I want to know the wife's angle on this. And how come her wages aren't being garnished? Because the idea for the party was hers in the first place. Can, can I say I read this article three times? Oh, she probably doesn't have a job. Let <laughs> <laughs> Bert go off. Let him go. Let him, let him be alone. Here, here's one. my favorite line of the article. All right, this whole article is about the burning of the fire. Bring it. It says Dicky, uh, who is the the name of the guy's Dicky. Oh, even better, Dicky. You should have known he was going to burn down the forest. <laughs> it says Dicky and his attorney Sean Chapman couldn't be reached late Sunday night to confirm whether the baby was a boy or a girl. So after all that, we don't even know if it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> it was Nobody hot knows. fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it'd be like one of the, the the Incredible Baby. Was that the superpower? Like could catch on fire? Jack Jack. Baby? Yeah, uh, Jack, Jack. Baby Jack. Yeah, wasn't that Jack Jack? Mm-hmm. Catch on fire. So maybe that was He could shoot fireballs out of his eyes or yeah. something. Maybe their baby Lasers. will be a fire shooter. <laughs> right. Yeah, gender reveal parties. By the way, if anybody's any problems with my comments, I was just being zany. That's my yeah, nickname. Yeah, and if you, if you had a gender reveal party, more power to yeah, you. Yeah, and if and you're a man and you're all own. about gender reveal parties, more Team power to own. you. More power to you. And if you're having Stop a trying to one-up each other. And if you're having a gender reveal party, invite Bert. No, and I will decline. Okay, then you have to mail the gift. <laughs> You're not getting a gift for a gender reveal. I'm sorry. Do people bring gifts to gender reveals? Probably. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so because you take one to a baby shower. Are you trying to get two? Is yeah, this, that's a this, way to get more gifts. Oh, so it's like a bridal shower slash wedding. You're supposed to bring double gifts. <laughs> so this is all crap. It's all about getting people more present. No, it's about getting to hang out with your friends and making an event in a moment. Okay, yeah. I don't know why you guys are hating. You know what? Because we're tired of having kids. You know what? If all, if, if all <laughs> you guys are just mad because there's no gender reveal parties when you guys had your kids. You know what? I will go to a gender reveal party if you promise me someone's going to burn the forest down. Oh, that, that sounds like a, I'd, I'll go to a Pittsburgh Steelers game if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, that's exactly Josh. By the way, how are you feeling seeing seeing Ryan Shazier stumble across the field after you cursed him last year? Was that that wasn't I did not curse Ryan Shazier. That was not the game. Yes, it was. Was it? That was the game where you said, I don't care who wins as long as someone gets hurt. And then Ryan Shazier just started walking this week. (laughs) That's on you, Josh. That's that's all you, Josh. That's on you. You had to apologize on this show. I did have to apologize, not on this show. I apologized on the other show. I think we talked about it, though. uh, It was awkward. And Ryan (laughs) Shazier has been walking for many weeks. They just like to make a big deal about him walking every single Sunday. Yeah, but but he still walks like your grandmother, and that's not good for a guy yeah. in his 20s who is a professional just, athlete. And that's on my, you, Josh. That's <laughs> all you, Josh. Yeah, but wait till my grandmother. I think we need another that, apology. Yeah. If, if we didn't get an apology on, on this that's show, we need away. one now. I'm just saying if another forest fire breaks out, it's on Josh again. Yep. So I'm going to watch the news this week for forest <laughs> fires, and if it happens, it's on Josh. Let us turn on me and not Bert and his woman bashing. I apologize. I said I was being zany. <laughs> I have a backup for any time I say something crazy and offensive. I was just being zany. Josh, you have no excuse. You're just the button lover. Okay, Josh. To, <laughs> Josh, to make it even, Bert. Yes. Your thoughts on dogs. I hate dogs. <laughs> I hate dogs. Even. They're even. Don't at me. Yeah, except that, except that we all agree about. 
Yeah. All right. I I will pet your dog. I will smile and pretend I like your dog, but I don't really like it. What if you went to a gender reveal party for a puppy? Um, like the dog's pregnant, gonna have. I would kill puppies. myself. Hold on, <laughs> have a gender reveal party. No, no, no. Back up. Yeah. Do people know the genders of puppies? I bet you could find out. Yeah, but you I turn thought... them upside down and you look in between their legs. No, no. I'm saying no. while it's still in the womb. Oh, while it's still in the womb? Yeah. yeah. I, I know how to check the gender of a <laughs> real puppy. <laughs> I was like, how dumb are you guys? <laughs> yeah, like in well, it's not that easy. I must make my Sometimes it's a really tiny little thing, but, but you yeah. can tell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I won my goats called Jack. I thought I was a male. Now it's... <laughs> For, for short for Jacqueline uh, nowadays. <laughs> That's but, awkward. But, yeah. But, but, yeah, there's also more normally multiple puppies in there. I, I'd be willing to bet if we Googled it, oh, some, yeah. some multiple, dumb dumb somewhere gender reveals. I like that. had Gosh. got a, a, a sonogram of their pregnant puppy and wanted to know the genders of the puppies. I'm sure it's happened before because yeah, stra- people have nothing better to do. That's a strawberry move. That also sounds expensive. Yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't surprise me at all. People are idiots. Here we go. Couple creatively announces new puppy with balloon gender reveal. How how old is that couple? Twenty one. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's millennials. I can't oh, wait. Till I'm, I can't pup, wait till I'm a, dead. It's a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys realize whenever you bash millennials, you're talking about all our listeners. So chill. All right, hold on. But that one, there was just the puppy was already there. They were just surprising their family. So again, they wanted to make it all about them. <laughs> Okay. So it, they, it was no sonogram needed. Okay. The puppy was out of the womb. Okay, Josh, go go keep on tweeting, making it all That's about almost you with all worse. Your, your Twitter. Get out of here. It is worse. It's, 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 but it's the millennial way. Make uh-huh. it all about yourself. Josh, really, jog, Josh jog, really hopping on this horse. Jog, tell tell jog, your friends jog, to jog listen. Down, jog down to first base. Yeah. Uh, yeah, make, bring it back to Manny. I like that. You, you and Jim Palmer should go hang out together. I'd love it. <laughs> except, except we had Jim Palmer on, on and I asked him an awkward question and then the interview got awkward. Oh, you asked him about his underwear or something? Yeah. yeah that's bad, awkward. Bad yeah, that bad didn't man. work out. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right, professional. Got to keep trying. Bird has a tunnel to go under. I do. I'm trying not to get stuck at the toll booth for an hour. All right. Make sure you tell your friends. Share our streams. Share, share my stream with others. You can follow us. You can like us on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us on the Twitters at Section336Show. You find that on the internet. You go to www.twitter.com. Then you search for Section336Show, and you can follow us. You can follow me on Twitter at the same exact website. You can follow me at Section336. You can also follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. On the same website, at Josh Roca. <laughs> Thank you. we got to clarify. <laughs> www.twitter.com. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.